0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I am Mr. Mark Lawrence, known to no one as Mr. Mark Lawrence, (laughs) known to everyone just as Mark, the person for whom the On the Mark show was named. He likes to think that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Across from me is Joe McGranahan, the person for whom the McGranahan household is named. Oh, please, the Honorable. <laughs> the Honorable. That's <laughs> right. He's the mayor. so
2: His honor, as we like to refer to him around here. Really? I've heard m- me referred to in many ways, but never that way around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who wrote this blank? Yeah, right. If i got to call you strikingly handsome, you've got to call me his all honor. All right. Oh, well, so, no,
1: March, you're ahead of time because you said it twice last month, so you're, oh, you're right. good. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Joe and I are just super groggy because we stayed up very late watching the Super Tuesday results come in. And uh, we're glad to say that uh, somebody won and somebody didn't win, I guess. That's Why are we outcome. glad to say that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, let's see. Joe Biden, is he the big winner? But uh, Bernie Sanders mm, won Bernie's California. Bernie's got the biggest
2: prize. Yeah, but probably California is the biggest prize. Who won the most delegates Well, that's name. still up in the air because... They won't apportion them all until all the votes are counted. And once all the votes are counted, they will apportion the delegates. I think you have to have 15, under the Democrats' rules, you have to have 15% to qualify for delegates, and what 50% was,
1: of the vote total. And what was the um, uh, impact in Nashville, Tennessee, when the tornadoes uh, destroyed some polling places? Did you have any Don't honestly
2: know. No. no okay. Apparently, they were able to vote, but some of the polling right. places were not open.
1: So. Right. Provisional ballots, and then if uh, somebody was completely unable to vote, you know, like in the hospital... Uh, uh, because of injuries from this, uh, I thought two dozen people dead, Uh, they uh, were able to uh, find out who that was, make a note of that, so they'll be able to cast a ballot later, but after the official recounts. So I'm not sure how that would have any kind of impact. But in any event, okay, so... Well, some
2: states, I think it's... Minnesota allows you to cast your vote up to three days later. Right. uh, Particularly if somebody
1: vouches for you. If you have a guardian vouch for you to say, okay, well, Joe wants... Joe's, uh, you know, in... Joe's out of commission, and the... Person can verify that, then you can cast a provisional ballot. But you only have seventy-two
2: hours right. to do well, it. Some so. states let you re—if uh, you voted early, they let you recant your vote if you want to. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's interesting. That, yeah, so. well, that, we won't be able to do that in Pennsylvania. But I, I think last night um, Joe Biden certainly had a big night. Uh, he then became confused and introduced his wife as his sister and his sister as his wife. Mm. But other than that, they switched positions on him in the back, and I guess he didn't notice it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think he certainly he certainly had a big night. Uh, Bernie in accepting Bernie is never gracious. I mean, he he is a mean old man. <laughs> this I'm is sorry. the Democratic <laughs> establishment out to get me again. Well, which he has a, a valid case. One of his uh, Marianne Williamson, the spiritual guru and best-selling author, author who ended her own campaign for president earlier this year, declared in a tweet late Tuesday, calling Joe Biden Super Tuesday success the result of a coup. So,
1: I <laughs> mean, he illegally took over the Democratic Party? She said, or... this
2: was not a resurrection. It was a coup. Russiagate was not a coup. Mueller was not a coup. Impeachment was not a coup. What happened yesterday was a coup, and we will push back. Sounds like the Democratic Party is really unifying behind Joe Biden. <laughs> Who is this sending this information <laughs> Marianne Williamson. She was a candidate for president. She's an author.
1: Oh, oh, the woman who's kind of the sort of the ethereal candidate. Right. Okay. Right.
2: Well. She believes that uh, Bernie. He's uh, as being shafted again by the establishment, as he referred to it. The economic and the political establishment is out to get him. <laughs> and you know, just because you're paranoid, doesn't mean people aren't out, uh, out to get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll we'll
1: do some Super Tuesday talk today. Give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, in a nutshell, let's see, uh, Joe Biden swept through the southern states and also won Massachusetts, which is Elizabeth Poor Polk Warren's home yeah, she didn't do very well there, did she? Elizabeth, yeah, that's her home territory. In fact, I think she came in third Third, there. she okay. did, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: Certainly a so ringing endorsement of their
1: senator. <laughs> <laughs> so is she still
2: a senator or is she done? No, she's still a senator. She's, isn't that Funny, all this time on the campaign trail, and I, d- I doubt that she's been in the Senate more than she had to be. Probably the last time she set foot in the place was during the impeachment of President Trump. Mm, okay, that would be my guess. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, but yeah, she she's says busy. she's in
2: it all the way, and of course, the other big loser last night was our good friend, billionaire mayor of former mayor of New York City, Michael Bloomberg.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of
1: disappointed at that. I thought he'd have a better showing. Uh, not that I, you know, want him to win or anything, but I thought at least we have a contest going here. If it's just going to be Bernie and Biden, that's not going to be as interesting. Uh, as, a, as a bad reporter, I think it would be more to have a more interesting
2: race. Well, he spent a lot of money, and he didn't get very much for it, as Donald Trump pointed out in one of his famous tweets yesterday, uh, $200 million or $700 million, and he didn't get anything to show for it down the tubes. Mm. That's a lot of money. As my wife observed this morning, correctly so, think of the good he could have done with that money. We did do good with it. We he's, He bought advertising, so those of us in the media love him. Right. Well, I, I, I understand people We just always... hope he hangs on through Pennsylvania so we get some of it. Yeah,
1: she's the second person I heard say that, you know, say, what if that money was put to good but it is it's going into the economy media companies is part of it but he's also employing a ton of people he has a couple thousand people working for him and uh, CBS remarked today that they'll be working until the end of the year he told them that you know regardless of his outcomes in primaries he'll employ them till the end of the year so if they left a job to work for him they'll get to stay you know, if you have your job with
2: Bloomberg, you can keep so what, your job with what are these people going to be doing if he jumps, gets out of the campaign? What are they going to be doing till the end of the year? This is only well, March. Well, not to misquote your wife, but he said if
1: they're not involved in a political campaign, they'll be working for good. Now, you know... Uh, Bloomberg's idea of what exactly good, good, good is, right? <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, making more money typically. Well, he runs. No, well, he pretty knows decent, how to make money. Right, so. All right, well, we d- asked for and received a reaction, so let's get to our phone calls. we got two calls lined up. We'll take more comers. I don't even believe I said the number yet, but it is 1 800 795 9565, on the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Please email us at on the at com or text us at 702. 36. Eric, you're first. Please go right ahead.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, from a historical perspective, it's a 1972 all over again. Um, we have a standing Republican president who just can't seem to stay out of the Democratic uh, election. Dem- the uh, Democratic uh, election is going on right now. Um, the, the president was quoted... Uh, last night, or this morning, um, that the Democrats now are ganging up on Bernie Sanders. Uh, basically, that, that, that's what's what been, been reported.
2: That's the uh, truth. That's what
4: he said. They're ganging up. The Democrats are ganging up on Bernie Sanders, and it's not fair. Why can't this president stay out of the Democratic primaries? Uh, he has nothing in it. But Thank you, thank you, President Trump, because you are doing a great uh, service to the Democratic Party by pointing us to who we should be voting for. So basically, whoever the president is attacking now is who should be our candidate that we should be backing. Just like in 1972, and I'll refresh everyone's memory, I was just a lad of 10 at that time, Uh, at that point, the standing president was who? 1972.
2: Richard Nixon.
4: Richard Nixon. He was coming off uh, or involved in a scandal, which we called...
2: Watergate.
4: Watergate.
5: <laughs> I, I love uh, this game. <laughs> similar to
4: our president, who just uh, now was impeached only the third time in history, so coming off a, a potential scandal. At that point, i uh, gonna okay, uh, you know, test your guy's memory. Do you remember who the Democratic uh, runners were at that point?
1: McGovern and... 72? Clinton. 72. hmm was Eagleton involved in this?
4: Uh, he was way he down. Was but, way uh, down. I, oh, okay. And I looked this up on the internet. and I don't remember for myself. Uh, well, McGovern, McGovern ended up winning the nomination, right? Uh, but uh, Muskie, Edwin Muskie, and Hubert Humphrey were the other two. Well, actually, were the front runners early on. Do you, uh, guess who won the uh, Pennsylvania primary, which was held in April? In
1: that had September. to be Humphrey.
4: Humphrey won the exactly right. Uh, and then uh, Muskie was leading in several other states when he had that breakdown and was seen crying over some um, stories which were released about his, his family. family. yeah. Right. Sort of like and
2: crying Chuck Schumer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
4: uh, and it's been traced back uh, that it was actually the, the Nixon camp who was digging into different things and throwing that up.
2: Well, do you remember which the name? Uh, Let me give you one. Do you remember the name of Richard Nixon's dirty tricks guy?
4: Oh, which one? There were several, wasn't there? Oh, the
2: big one, the big one, <laughs> the one who ran. The one for, who was
4: a guest up here in Lewisburg for a while. I, I'm sorry, up in um, uh, the Palomilitary. Allenwood. Allenwood. Uh, now, Mr. Yeah, Tuck is, is
2: the guy I'm thinking of. Who's that? Mr. Richard Tuck.
4: Richard Tuck. I, no, I was He's the of, one who uh, ran for the, he yeah, ran anyway, ran for
2: Congress in California, and uh, when he lost, he said, "The people have spoken." The B words. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, yeah, it was it was a different time back then, and the media is cer- certainly more what aggressive today in covering things than they were back then.
4: Uh, but what I'm saying is, it seems like we're history is you know history is playing out again. So. Uh, I would urge all Democrats to follow whatever uh, Mr. Trump is saying so whoever he's attacking, which is, in this case, Mr. Biden, seems to be our candidate, because that seems to be who is uh, concerning uh, President Trump the most. All but right. just from a historical perspective that you know, everything that's old is new again.
1: All right. Well, thank Very you so true. much. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate, Appreciate your call. The call. Yeah, you're thanks you're for welcome. checking Bye-bye. in. Uh, Steve, thank <laughs> you so much for calling in. You're on the mark.
6: Oh, All right. Um, I got comments for both of you. Number one, uh, I think Mark really kind of illustrated why Joe Biden, one reason, reason Joe Biden has had such a rough time this primary season. I heard Mark say that it would be far more interesting as a reporter if Mayor Bloomberg would stay in the race. Uh, And that's one point I've been making for months. The media not like Joe Biden, because he was not an interesting story. That's what the media likes. They like an interesting story. Therefore, Mark, as a reporter, would like to see Joe, uh, Mike Bloomberg stay in. Uh, secondly, Joe. Joe, tell me, tell me, Joe, how the quote-unquote Democratic, quote, establishment has ganged up and defeated Bernie Sanders.
2: Well, it was a coup, according to Marianne Williamson, who's a no, good
6: Democrat. No, I don't care about Marianne Williamson. I know she's crazy. I'm okay. Not sure about you. So, <laughs> you tell me how. It's not uh,
1: sure. Gosh, uh, you, you uh, got, uh, the head of the
2: de- the head of the Democratic Party in Texas, when asked whether there was concern about a Bernie Sanders president's uh, run on the Democratic side, said, "Concern? There's outright panic." <laughs> Right? You know, and even Bernie says they're lined up against him, and I, I think yeah. it's pretty obvious that Democrats would rather have, the establishment Democrats would rather have anybody other than Bernie Sanders running, because they okay. know a socialist can't win.
6: Exactly, and so there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing unfair in my mind about that. Now, I do think four years ago, when Hillary defeated Bernie, I did feel the Democratic National Committee did have its thumb on the scales in favor of Hillary So uh, Okay, so so much that no, Bernie Sanders is defeating himself One reason he's getting beat Is that a lot of these states Four years ago Were caucus states This time around they are primary states Primaries get a lot more votes You walk in You vote, you're done uh, Bernie does a lot better in caucuses Than he does in primaries Now, so uh, I doubt if you heard Joe Biden's uh, comments last night from uh, California. No, I heard things them. Were... Okay. Now, it was very interesting. Biden went through the same type of issues, the same issues that Bernie Sanders talks about. Uh, college education, the environment, student debt, etc., etc., etc. But Joe Biden did not use the word free. Joe Biden talked about affordable and accessible. Making college education affordable and accessible. Making health care affordable and accessible.
2: Just euphemisms because what's more what's more accessible than free?
6: Oh, what's more affordable me, than free? Good Lord. Mr., you know, <laughs> the parser in shape, I, I love it. Uh, accessible means available. In Sunbury... Healthcare is going to become less accessible because we are apparently going to lose our hospital. Yep. So that's, that's what accessible means. So it doesn't mean free, and you know that. that I,
2: affordable? I what's more affordable than free?
6: So I, I love it. Mr. Pretzel wants <laughs> to No, I'm asking
2: you what's more affordable than free?
6: I have no Bernie's idea. Off, How about beat- reasonable? I think, to me, affordable, as you know, Joe. Affordable means reasonably priced. And I, and I agree with, I agree with
5: you, but
2: that's not what Bernie's peddling.
6: That's, and I'm not talking about Bernie. I'm talking about Biden.
2: But look at the Democratic <laughs> field, Steve. I mean, they have been <laughs> pushed far to the left by Bernie Sanders and by Elizabeth oh, right. Warren. You know that not Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Yes, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, 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 Biden flip flopped on abortion. He flip flopped on abortion.
6: Steve, judge not to the, left. the issue is the well, issue. Not to the left.
2: Steve, the issue is abortion, and who flip flopped more on that than Joe Biden? And he was pushed to that because of the liberal wing of the Democratic Party.
6: And now we're talking about... And so we've gone from talking about affordable... And no, we're talking about flip flop. We, we were now talking now we're about, talk about
2: a- we were talking about flip-flopping and being pushed to the left, and you were denying that it happened. I'm pointing out one shining example of where it did.
6: I'm not, you know, how about the cases where people have, have simply uh, evolved, have changed their minds about things? And to be honest with you, I've never specifically heard Joe Biden on the issue of abortion as a democrat very likely he is pro-choice as a catholic i expect he believes that that abortion uh you know is like uh, as a last resort but the point that i am trying to make and in spite of all the pretzels and parsing you're throwing out in front of me is that joe biden doesn't talk about giving things for free joe biden talks about affordable and accessible.
2: And as I said, what's more, what's more affordable than free? It's more pretzel well, logic. So, so I
6: guess you're, you're in the burning camp.
2: Here's, here's the answer to your question. In 1981, Biden voted to end federal funding for abortion for victims of rape and incest. He previously supported the Mexico City policy, but now supports repealing it. In 2003, Biden voted for the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act of 2003. Now he's all in favor of all this stuff.
6: So you're going, back, you're going back 39, 40 years. And, uh, Why not? You do it with Trump. You, your,
2: you, you do it with tradition. Trump with respect to his uh, housing difficulties. In New York City, are going back 30, 40 years. That's okay. But, but if we, we go what back... What did anybody say about Trump's housing? About he was r- discriminating against minorities in his rental in New oh. York. 30, yeah, 40
6: that, years. That got into the courts, if I recall. And, you know, when you're going to talk about people flip-flopping, how about... Uh, Trump, uh, one day he's a Democrat contributing to uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign. The next day he thinks, ah, I'll
2: be a
1: Republican. We saw so, the yeah, road to the White House. was
6: left and right.
2: Doesn't that sound a little bit like the guy who's running on the Democratic side with a lot of money? Biden? No. I said on the Democratic Ooh. side with a lot of money. Oh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg, who used to be a Republican and now is a Democrat well, because it's, it's convenient. The, you could argue the voters but at least have ran, spoken.
6: At least, I'll tell you what, at least he was elected mayor of New York as a Democrat, third time around,
1: I believe. All right. Well, all thank right. you so much, Bye, Steve. Steve. Thank you very much. Uh, we all righty. Take a care, buddy. You too. Appreciate a- it. Uh, fabulous call. Thank you, our two good uh, callers. Uh, we have another call coming in, so we'll take a quick opportunity to take a break. But uh, we invite you to call us one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. The open line. Please give us a buzz immediately. We have some good emails standing by too. We'll read those on the radio. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, and we want to introduce you to some good people. Joe, you're going to meet Jason Benfer. He's going to set you up in your Lincoln Navigator with a V8 that guzzles gasoline uh, very sparingly because, uh, well, just because of the technology. Actually, it gets 30 miles to the gallon on the highway.
2: uh, Do you really want to refer to our clients' vehicles as guzzling gasoline? Well, no, (laughs) no, I'm trying to describe the adjective you want them to do. No, I like like a powerful engine, and I accept the fact that it needs fuel to run on. Okay. All right. Well, noted. <laughs> well, Jason Benfer is going to hook you up. He'll make sure that you're
1: in the Navigator, and that's got the big V8, but it's a hybrid version, so it's going to get fabulous gasoline mileage on the highway and tooling around town, even using the electric motor very frequently. And so uh, even though Joe wants power, he's still going to save arr, money, arr. and you'll <laughs> save money, and you can appreciate that. Now, Mickey's going to set me up in a Ford F-150. Jeff clocks and uh, got a Ford Taurus that has uh, Rob Center written all over it. Mike DeFeo has got my Ford Ranger down there, and Ernie and Austin are going to put me in a Telluride, and uh, Kyle's down there. He's going to glue all this together with Hyundais and Kias and Lincolns and Fords. It's all at the Sunbury Motor Company. Ask for those individuals. or Ask for Greg over in the parts department or anybody else who's really helping people out down there because they just want to super serve you. Please call us now if you'd like to be on the radio, 1-800-795-9565. When it
3: comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way.
1: Yeah, let's see, in 1972... Um, I would have been a teenager at the time, and I I volunteered at the McGovern headquarters that were at the Neff Hotel in
2: Sunbury. So you've been a left-winger ever since the 70s, huh? <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> I, I've been a Republican on and off, too. but uh, well, You've uh, been a rhino on and off, too. I,
1: I was just anti-Nixon because of the war, so okay. uh, whoever was running against him, I supported them, well, and I volunteered. Our, we stuffed envelopes and did all kinds of stuff.
2: One of our texters says, but didn't Nixon win by a landslide in 72, regardless? of what the Democratic Party nominee was at the time? Right. That's true. He played uh, a little bit dirty politics to get there. Well... He, he really didn't need to. I mean, that was right, the, the saddest, thing about, right, that saddest thing about the uh, about the Watergate break-in. And one of our emailers is taking me to task. <clears throat> every day, Joe makes it a point to remark on every flub made by Joe Biden. I am so glad that Joe is so perfect at every aspect. He never misquotes, gets facts wrong when making a comment on air, and I'm sure he never forgets anything ever. We should all be as perfect as Joe. I agree with this letter, I do, right. too. I mean, if everybody was as perfect as I am, what a great world we would have. <laughs> hey, the only thing I would say to the other... Okay. Don't <laughs> no joke over there. The only thing I would say to our writers, I'm not running for President of the United States. Hmm. So if I make a mistake or a flub or mess things up, no one's life is going to depend oh, on yes, it. No, like President
1: Trump is such a perfect human being. No. So when so have, have
2: I ever called President Trump a perfect human being? Every time you look at your 401k, you're excited. Know, Although not, lately, what are you going to do now? Your only reason for supporting him is money and Wall Street's down. Well, it's not because of him. It's because of the coronavirus, or as the Democrats call it, the Trump virus. Oh, really? <laughs> I hadn't heard that. That's funny. Yeah, some of them are labeling it the Trump virus. Right, they want to hold him responsible right. for everything. I'm going to hit delete. Are you and, ready? Yes, I'm ready. And then our friend... No, do Oh Joe, you are getting senile. I told you how to
1: sift through the emails, and you won't do it. Get your hand off the I mouse. I choose to Put sift my off own off way. mouse. Get your hand away from the mouse. It's too bad people oh, can't see. Oh, now you close d-
2: the text. Dueling computer. I didn't close the text. You are messing up everything. I don't just stand down. Will you? I, I don't. Yeah. Well, you're messing this up quite well on your own. All right, Tom. Our that. friend Tom says here's something our President Donald John Trump said on January twenty fifth, twenty seventeen, and I will tell you before I. Read it, it's taken completely out of context. We have no idea what the subject was. If we knew what the subject was, no, we might understand no, and, this. and let me preface this by saying,
1: then, this will not make sense under any circumstances, <laughs> even if you were there.
2: It, it would if you knew the context. No, come on. Anyway, can anybody make any sense of this? Quote, we're going to find out, And and by the way, when I say we're going to find out, well, you can never really find, you know, there are going to be, no matter what numbers we come up with, there are going to be lots of people that did things that we're not going to find out about. But we will find out because we need a better system where that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he goes on to say, after last night's results, looks like doubtful Don the Con could be in some trouble. Lots of motivated Trump haters that want him out and will vote. Bernie is still my first choice, however. But Bernie's still in it. He says he's going to go to the convention. So does Elizabeth Warren. Why shouldn't he if he's either going to be ahead in the delegate count or within 30? Mm -hmm. I think the difference might be the the one projection I heard this morning is that Biden might lead after everything is said and done and everything's counted and all the delegates are apportioned. Biden might have a 30 delegate lead. That's nothing. You know, and so and here's and even though our friend Steve says that, you know, who's out to get Bernie? And he admits that they did have the Democratic establishment had their fingers on the scale the last time. Well, to make it look a little fairer this time, they said these superdelegates, who really gave it to Hillary the last time around, can't vote till the second ballot. So all Biden has to hope for is that he can hold Bernie off on the first ballot, and then the superdelegates will waltz through the door, vote the party line, and oust Bernie from the nomination. Fairly this time. Well, that depends on your view of the superdelegates and the Democrat. I mean, I don't even like the idea. This is the party of egalitarianism. We're all equal, but we've got superdelegates. Figure that one out. Well, Do that 70. during the news, and we'll be back after that. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after the news. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070, WKOK OK, Sunbury. We've got another hour of open phones. This is WKOK OK, Sunbury, 9
5: a.m. Get it done.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: things. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. This is an open phone segment. We are talking about Super Tuesday, but we can talk about other topics if you wish. We have one clipping that uh, Joe picked up uh, earlier this week that relates to Hillary Clinton. We'll have to do some testifying in the weeks and months ahead so uh, we can read about that. So that's that. Uh, Hillary's on the hot seat that we uh, talked about. She's going to have to talk about the missing emails because our government hasn't obsessed quite enough on this. So we're going to have to revisit that particular topic. But we'll talk about that clipping. And uh, we are talking about Super Tuesday. uh, Joe Biden, uh, uh, the bulk of the wins yesterday. But Bernie Sanders made a respectable showing, including California. So that is just super. Elizabeth Warren becomes even more of an obscurity in the race along with uh,
2: Mayor Bloomberg. As as, uh, President Trump tweeted out, she and her husband can have a cold beer. Now oh, relax.
1: Okay, they can take it easy. All right. That but I have a feeling she's still campaigning. <laughs> so. uh, but she's going to press on, so I admire that. And uh, I got called out for pointing out that I hope Bernie stays in the race so that this contest, that is just purely from a reporter's perspective so that we have something to talk about. You know, Joe Biden going from state to state. Uh, I'm not a, neither a Biden supporter or a Bernie supporter or a Warren supporter or a Bloomberg supporter. I'm just saying from the media, it was, certainly would be more interesting to watch a, a full, a, let's see, a robust democratic process underway. So that's uh, Lawrence's worthless two cents there. But we'll take your opinion. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 795 9565 We fortunately do have a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters around here, so they are welcome to speak up and talk about, again, how they feel about the outcome of the Super Tuesday and the upcoming primaries next week. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I don't want to lose Mike as a caller, so we're going to take a quick call and then we're going to do our headline update mike you're on the mark thanks for checking in today
7: well you know uh, trump likes to call the news you know fake news i'm going to say they're insufficient because i've been watching all this politics stuff on like cnn msnbc all those channels and and what did they tell me bloomberg is going to be a force with all his money and his strategy of not getting in the race until super tuesday Ah, that didn't happen Bernie will have an insurmountable lead after Super Tuesday, and there's nothing that anyone can do. Biden is done, he's toast. And then the best we can hope for is to have a brokered contest, brokered convention, and then we can get you know get rid of Bernie and, and all these things. None of them happened. but everybody was so sure that you know Biden was you know just forget about him. he, he can't win, he can't get you know it's like Trump can't win, Trump can't win now it was Biden can't win. And guess what? Everybody was wrong.
1: Well, I hate to... I'm I'm not going to just outright dispute you, but I pay attention to a lot of media, and I didn't hear any of the things that you talked about. I certainly heard people say that Biden had to do well in Super Tuesday if he was going to stay viable, since Sanders had the momentum going into it. And I heard a lot of people saying that you know Bernie Sanders is going to be in it to the end, and that his... as he says, he's in it to win it, and so even with a brokered convention, uh, I heard a lot of people saying that Mike Bloomberg was going to be a wild card and they weren't quite sure how he was going to uh, factor into it because it was the first time anybody had cast a ballot for his name that had president on it and that uh, Elizabeth Warren hoped to do well so she could stay in it. I heard a lot of people talking about that, but I never heard the things you're saying. I'm not saying you didn't hear them, you know, that no media did, but I pay attention to, you know, all of the popular media and I never heard anybody predicting uh, in a Census form those outcomes.
2: Really? There, there were reports. I mean, I agree with uh, Mike on that. I've heard reports. MSNBC, I know, in particular. Well, the media was wasn't reports. in
1: lockstep. I mean, I'm sure you could hear a report if you listen to MSNBC or Fox. You could probably hear just about anything over the course of the week. I mean, weeks.
2: everybody was speculating that Joe was toast, and everybody was speculating that no, Bernie was on. inevitable. Come on, you guys. <laughs> no, You're I'm, making it up. No, I'm with you, Mike. Mark, the,
7: the, the, wild, the wild card yesterday was California, okay? And, the, and then the, the, some of the other states. But if... The strings had not been pulled to get Buttigieg and uh, the, the woman from uh, Minnesota to drop out of the race. Uh, California would, you know, turn out completely differently in some of those other states. With the, and, and it's not, it's not who wins the popular vote in, in each of these states because the Democrats do things so much differently. There, there's a proportional allotment of these delegates, and if those other people would have been in there siphoning uh, votes off of uh, Joe Biden. It, this would have been a completely different story so i'm not the only one that heard what the media said and and believe me the people pulling the strings in the democrat party they knew what the score was and they took the action that they had to take and the, you know those people that dropped out took one for the team and now we have Joe biden did you hear his victory speech last night
1: yeah i did I heard night? excerpts sure. of it sure
7: did he really say? Did he really introduce his wife as his little sister? Yes. And say, I'm Joe. Why Preston? did he do that,
1: Joe? You he, said right they switched
2: that. positions. At one point, they they They're were in the on back one of the side. Room or something? No, no, they were right behind him on the stage. But they switched positions. One was on his left. One was on his right. And without him seeing it, they switched. The one who was on his right became on his left. And he turned around and introduced his sister as his wife. Uh-huh. <laughs>
7: So that was an honest, that wasn't uh, dementia or anything. No, but if if it happens
1: to Joe Biden, Joe McGranahan is all over it.
2: It was or it (laughs) wasn't, because I would certainly, before I introduced somebody, I would look at them. And he did turn to look, but he still went ahead with the introduction. Oh, brother. Come on, Joe.
7: What about that? I'm Joe President. Was was that like a 40-inch slip?
2: (laughs) Uh, I like the one, I'm Joe Biden, I'm running for the United States Senate. Yeah, where did he say that? It was in front of a, a rally. In North Carolina. Yeah. I believe that's where it was.
7: Let's let's just say you guys had to put your your retirement savings on red or black, okay? And and, and red is, uh, it's going to be Joe Biden for, get the nomination, and black is going to be it's not Joe Biden, and it's not even Bernie. It's going to be somebody else. Which which one would you put your money on if you had to do it? Now, I'm not saying you would gamble like this, but if you had to do it, what would you say?
2: Would I bet that it's on Bernie or somebody else? I, on, I would you're, bet. You're, hmm, restate the stakes again. I'm not okay. sure I got it. It doesn't the, matter. Who do you okay, think's red, going to win the nomination, okay, Joe? Red, Forget the bet.
7: <laughs> Biden's going to be the nominee. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay. Okay. Black is, it's not going to be Bernie, and it's not going to be Biden. It's, you know, it's going to be somebody else.
2: No, so
1: no, Biden
7: or no, none of them.
1: Or Bloomberg, maybe. Well,
2: I think it's going to be Biden, so I don't know how to respond to the rest of your bet. But His I
1: retirement think, savings is millions of dollars, the reason so he got to be careful.
2: <laughs> the reason I think Biden's going to win is because the Democratic establishment and the economic establishment doesn't want Bernie Sanders. And I think for very good and valid reasons, strategic they don't want Strategic reasons, right? right. Well, not just strategic, but I think... They realize that his ideas are so far off the mainstream he can't get elected by a plurality of the voters in the United States. Exactly. My opinion.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. Great points, always wonderful questions, and uh, I would have—I'll bet on Biden too. I figure he'll probably win this, one way or another, fairly or unfairly. They'll pull it off. <laughs> all right, thank you so much. We'll take more comers. Uh, we are doing some Super Tuesday analysis and talking about uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Mike Bloomberg. They're all still in the race, and uh, we got another slew of states next week. And uh, but it's funny how the way the the primary is set up. Uh, a big part of the primary is now over. So one of the biggest days in the primary is now done. Of course, there's all kinds of primaries in the
2: weeks and months ahead. And but, uh, more a, more 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 delegates to name than have already been named coming up. Right. What is it? Uh, if, well, never mind. It's 1,900-some 1900, 1900 delegates you right. need to get... Uh, or, no, I'm sorry, maybe it's... Uh, yeah, we'll look at that. We have a cheat sheet from Time Magazine that 2, I brought 4, in. Thousand four hundred and forty eight delegates are needed, apparently. So. Or that's the total number of delegates, so half of that about 1200 1300 somewhere in that neck of the woods. All right. Open the show on the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at
1: sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line open. Call us 1-800- 795-9565. That's 1-800-795- 9565. We are talking about Super Tuesday. Uh, email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. Uh, in the news, in the Hughesville area of Lycoming County, state police investigating an apparent murder-suicide that occurred while two children were in the home. It happened around 6.30 a.m. Tuesday on Mount Zion Hill Road in Penn Township, Lycoming County. Montoursville troopers uh, say killed were Wesley Meneer and Kristen Walter. He turned the gun on her. There were two children in that home. They are now in the care of county authorities. Valley Catholics may have noticed some changes last weekend while attending mass. The change comes amid growing concerns about the coronavirus and the flu. According to a Harrisburg diocese Spokeswoman Bishop Ronald Gaynor has requested all parishes and institutions temporarily suspend the distribution of the precious blood during communion, or the wine, and that the handshaking be curtailed during the exchange of the peace. Joe, did you go to mass on Sunday by chance? I did. Did you s- not Sunday? I go Saturday. Oh, but this was this down the pike yet by Saturday? I know it was by Sunday, but I think it was brand new. To well, I didn't some go to pre- my home
2: parish, so I'm not sur- not sure what other other people were doing. But okay. They didn't hand out the wine where I was.
1: Okay, but you're not sure if
2: that might not be. But horrible. I'm pretty sure I did receive a note from the church, my church, saying mm-hmm, that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Father Pius was going to read a letter, and the letter from the um, it was from the whoever heads worship services in the diocese uh, recommended the suspension from Bishop Bishop Gaynor's order. So I doubt it was done anywhere in the diocese of Harrisburg this past weekend. The diocese says
1: the decision was made out of an utmost of caution in these kinds of changes. Well, they've
2: done it before, by the way, um, if during I could, flu season. I'm just telling you.
1: If I could finish the season, they've Why don't done you this before during the season during or the normal finish the flu- story? Both okay, <laughs> but don't let might me take stop till you till the end of the flu
2: season to get don't to let it me at stop this rate. You.
1: Keep going. Anyway, the diocese says these kinds of changes are often taken during a normal flu season. My
2: point exactly, uh, as Joe has
1: <laughs> so adamantly pointed out. Uh, let's see some other topics. Uh, don't worry about a pandemic in Pennsylvania. State health officials say they're ready. A state laboratory is now able to handle about six tests per day for the new coronavirus That's sickening people across the globe. I did the math. With the state population, let's suppose they say out of a general population, approximately 2% of the individuals who are in that given population contract the coronavirus. Of that, uh, 2% get to the point where it gets to a testable level. So in Pennsylvania, that would be over 13,000 people that would need the test, and they are able to do a half a dozen tests per day. So uh, according to my calculations, that would take about 17 years to complete the testing for people in Pennsylvania. Dr. Rachel Levine says they are ready to begin that testing in Pennsylvania. President Donald Trump's latest take on the coronavirus is optimistic. He says it's got the world a flutter, but it will work out. His breezy tone stands apart from the gravity and caution being expressed by federal scientists as Americans look to the government not just for reassurance, but for at least a realistic view. Uh, the chairman of the Senate Health Committee, Lamar Alexander, says his advice to the president is to let the professor, Do the talking from here on out. But President Trump, who describes the virus as no more dangerous than the common cold, has repeatedly suggested a vaccine may be imminent, but federal scientists say a vaccine is years away. And finally, the good news. President Donald Trump is suing the Washington Post. He's alleging defamation in two opinion articles published last year. The campaign says the articles falsely claim the campaign conspired with Russia. The lawsuit cites two opinion pieces uh, that said the campaign, uh, the, the campaign says are 100% false and defamatory. A spokeswoman for the Post called the legal action disappointing and vowed the news organization would vigorously defend itself. Trump has chafed the media scrutiny has chafed at media scrutiny and repeatedly lashed out against the newspaper and its owner, Amazon founder, Jeff Bezos who's much, 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 much richer than Trump, and that irritates him to no end. <laughs> All right, we got a uh, open phones here, 1-800-795-9565. We will talk about anything you wish. We are doing a Super Tuesday uh, visit, so we can talk about that or anything else you want. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Jordy, thank you for calling in a couple of times in the past two weeks. We really appreciate it. Thanks for checking oh, in. You're on the air.
8: Sure yeah um i mean i maybe i should say full disclosure um from last summer i was um pretty excited about elizabeth warren so that's that's the pair of lenses i come to this with um but um you know uh she's vastly underperformed what what she should have um but um i I think the the larger thing is for me you know at this point as as a democrat is um You know who who's going to make the strongest case against trump and um all along i've been really worried about biden um i you know i know he did really well yesterday and and congratulations to his team but if you were on paper to say what are trump's weaknesses i think one is um his long history of comments and actions towards women and the second is um all the things that came up in the impeachment hearings and how deeply corrupt his administration is and uh hunter biden didn't do anything legally wrong i believe that at the same time it looks really bad that he was on the board of that ukrainian company uh and and joe biden has a horrible track record um in terms of women and and a lot of women i know still think about him and his role in anita hill and clarence thomas so you know if the electability argument for a lot of democrats is biden is most electable uh, if I were a Trump strategist, I'd be licking my chops at how weak he is um, on the two attack fronts that Trump himself is the weakest on. Well,
2: so I, where I, where do you go, Jordy? I mean, you know, you you sticking with Bernie? Um,
8: You mean in terms of who I'd vote for? Yeah. Um, I mean, if April 28th rolls around and it's Bloomberg, Biden, Bernie, and if Warren's still on it, I'm... I don't think that's a wise choice for her, but if she has the money, yeah, I would vote for Bernie.
2: Okay. So, do you think the Democratic establishment is going to live with him?
8: Uh, well, let's say, okay, so let's say he has the majority of pledged delegates, um, or even a plurality going into the convention. Um, uh, do I think the establishment, I mean, I am part of the establishment, I think, I'm not sure. Um I mean, I'm a pretty low-level part of it, so I think that the establishment sometimes coalesces around certain things, but I don't know if it's as monolithic as even the, the most hardcore Bernie people say.
2: Well, do you um, think Bernie's been like treated? I'm, I'm
8: dodging. Let me, let me let me be clear. I think that the Democratic establishment would get the signal very quickly that any kind of a broker any kind of brokered convention would would be a replay of sixty-eight and would so horribly fracture the Democratic Party that it is, um, it, is it should not be done. So um, if Biden has the majority or plurality of delegates, I think he should be the nominee. And if Bernie does, I think he should be the nominee. And I think a broker convention should be avoided at all costs. Does that answer your question?
2: Yeah, it does. But, you know, why would a broker convention be a bad thing?
8: Um, Because, uh, we, you know, I think if you look at the... If you look at the sort of trust levels in government and parties, um, it's, you know, generally low and it's been low for a long time. Obama talked a lot about this. You know, people don't trust the institutions around us. And I think that all of the, some of the negative impacts of social media have made that worse. Um, and so a brokered convention reminds all kinds of, um, you know, uh, bank and file activists like me that, um, that, that we have these parties that, do have smoke filled rooms, and they do do deals, and we don't like that. And a broken convention puts that all in our faces, and it would sap the energy. You know, you, to win a presidential campaign, obviously you need money, votes, and energy. And uh, I mean, Bloomberg is probably a classic case that money alone ain't enough. Um, and Hillary Clinton's campaign, in some ways, that energy. You know, you need that energy. She didn't. She was the least popular nominee to run as the Democratic presidential nominee. Uh, since they were tracking those numbers. And I saw that on the ground all over the place. She just never had the enthusiasm. Now, why that is, is a whole nother can of worms. But anyway, um, that's why I, I think a Broker Convention is a terrible... I mean, I think it's kind of like a fantasy baseball dream of political pundits. They love the idea of a Broker Convention because it's exciting drama. Yeah, like, it's like It'd be like watching McFath. <laughs> you know, it's exciting, but it's a friggin' tragedy.
2: Well... But I think I think it also in the Democratic Party it it's, would certainly spell out to me that you folks are intent on trying to arrive at the best possible solution. And if the voters can't do it, the party leaders have to make some determination about what's best for the party and, in their view, what's best for the country.
8: Well, so, but I, I don't understand that scenario. I, I hear what you're saying. Are you are you imagining that two candidates go in both less with less than fifty percent of the pledged delegates?
2: Right, something like that.
8: That that something like that. I mean, if that were to happen, I personally would prefer that whoever has the most, even if it's below 50 percent, that the party rally around them, because uh, I think uh, I think anything else is courting with a kind of party fracture that we wouldn't recover from. That's. That's my take.
2: Do you think the party would recover from Bernie not getting the nomination? I mean, he's been pretty adamant about the establishment, as he called it, the economic establishment and the political establishment, putting their fingers on the scale to keep him out. Do you think he'll unite behind whoever the Democratic nominee is? Do you think his supporters will show up? Yeah, Uh, I think he'll ask them uh, to. I don't know if they will or not.
8: Yeah. I mean, yes, to what... What's that other guy's name? Joe. Mark. <laughs> no, Mark. I was forgetting your name, Mark. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think, you know, will all of them? No. No, but um, uh, it tends to be the loudest voices in social media that get the most attention. But, um, if, you know, I think if you look, I mean, one thing is if you look at the really high turnouts in so many of the states yesterday, I think that that spells such high level of interest and enthusiasm among all Democrats. That many, many, many of them will will decide to um, will decide to to be indivisible and to unite no matter what. Um, and I think if it had been Bloomberg, I mean, I think Bloomberg's just out of, out for good now. Um, if Bloomberg had seemed like he was going to be the nominee, I'd be much more worried about those defections.
2: Well, Let me. I, but, I hate but, to um, I hate to keep I hate to keep asking you questions, but I appreciate your insight. You know, no, I'm a, having fun. Let, let's <laughs> let's say that Bernie is the nominee. How does his choice of a vice presidential running mate affect the uh, outcome? I mean, do you think that that could help unite, or would that further divide? Let's say he takes an Elizabeth Warren, or, God forbid, an Olivia Ocasio-Cortez, and and makes the whole thing Uh far to the left. Do you think that can succeed, or would he be better off taking somebody from the more moderate wing of the party?
8: I mean, you know, you you know better than I do that conventional wisdom is you want to balance the ticket geographically and ideologically. Um, I guess Clinton Gore is the major exception to that, with two southern, you know, southern moderates, and they sort of synergized each other. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think I think my advice to Bernie, were he the nominee, would be to do two things. You know, yes, to pick to pick somebody whose biography is different than his. I I Honestly, I think biography matters um, more than ideology in this. So um, I think um, somebody, you know, obviously younger. um, I I think Ocasio-Cortez is really good in her role. Uh, She's in a district that she represents well. So uh, Kamala Harris maybe. You know, uh, I think a woman would be kind of essential. I, I don't think it's Elizabeth Warren. I, th- I think she's an effective senator, and I think there's some bad blood between them. Um, so, you know, you want somebody that you can work well with. So, I, I think one reason Kamala Harris maybe dropped out when she did was that she so she could be high up. People float Stacey Abrams. Um, I don't know if I'm enough of an insider to, to sort of have a, a ranked choice, but I think I think more than ideology, I think um, the biography of this person is is going to matter and it's what's going to unite people. Thank you so much, Jordy. Appreciate your
1: comments. Come and visit us again. Not this Friday, but next Friday we have openings, so we'd love to have you back in the studio again. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for
8: your show. Appreciate it. Jordy
1: Comos of uh, Lewisburg, a council member, a good family man, and uh, I call him a Democratic activist, and his forehead always gets squished together when I say that, but he definitely is uh, knowledgeable about the Democratic Party, so we appreciate that. We're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll take more comers. Give us a buzz, 1-800. 7959565 7959565 That's 1-800-7959565 Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, one 800 is our telephone number. one 800 is our telephone number. We got a text. Let me read that. Uh, There we go. That guy, Jordy Comas, knows what he's talking about, although it will be Joe, not Bernie, who gets the nomination. The vice presidential choice is going to win or lose these things as one of our good. I
2: think it's definitely going to have an impact, especially toward reuniting the party, which is exactly what they're going to have to do if Bernie remains as cantankerous as he appears to be and less than magnanimous in losing to Joe Biden. Well, and I think that depends on how he loses. If he loses because they do a
1: backroom deal or oust him out or vote him out or or don't give him voice, then that's going to split the party. But if if they do so, you know, fully ecumenically... I mean, a brokered convention is a perfectly normal thing. There's nothing wrong with an open convention when you have it. So that's what the purpose of the convention is, is to get everybody on the same page.
2: Well, Jordy But if you do so fairly
1: and in a way that uh, gives uh, him
2: voice... There's nothing wrong with that. Well, as Geordie correctly points out, brokered conventions do give the appeal appearance of these big boys in the back room smoking cigars and deciding what's going to happen. I don't
1: think happened. so. No, only in your imagination, but not in. Well, look up in the real present.
2: Life. Look how. Uh, look back and see how Warren G. Harding got the nomination. Oh, so this the is Republican the past. Party.
1: Okay, so this is the 1940s. We, we, okay,
2: no, that was the 1920s. Mark. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fine. So this but is the 20s. Ha- well, the rest of us happened. don't live in that era. That but was over a hundred years ago. The point is what? <laughs> it's not 1920. 20 is just 100 years ago. It's not 99 a, years isn't close to 100? I said it's just 100. You said okay, over 100 years ago. Listen. Anyway, brokered conventions can be a good thing or a bad thing. I think they're a good thing no, if they represent on. if they represent an honest coming together of either political party to pick a candidate that at least can described. win. Thank if, you. on the other hand, it, it becomes a matter of the politicians, the big boys in the back room, looking to advance their own interests rather than the country's, and oh, picking brother. a candidate they think will most align <laughs> with what they want done. Then we're going to end up with Warren G. Not, Harding again. Then we're going to have Warren okay, G. Okay, Harding. Okay, fortunately. Again.
1: He's dead, so that works out. They well, got I him out did, of the bathtub. Well, according tub.
2: to the Harding family. I'm sure they would like him to be alive. He died rather unexpectedly, if you recall, in office. In a bathtub, right? No, he didn't die in a bathtub. Okay. Read that. <laughs> Upper right-hand corner. Uh, several comments. The rhinos that everyone keeps referring to are Republicans that I grew up with. Part Party before Goldwater, back when Trump was a registered, your guess is as good as mine. I am pretty sure... um Can't make out that word. The conservatives conservatives of today were not people that the president even thought about or hung out with prior to his conversion to the run in 2016 and his election. My only point, Trump never was the guy he pretends to be today. One more point, it has been reported that my party, the independents, have surpassed the Republicans in the number of registered voters. Hopefully some sanity has returned to the country, as I love this country and will not blindly follow any one individual. I feel I can figure things out. For myself, right? I'm sure okay. that's the Hit word delete. that's there. Hit although, delete. I was right. It is there. there you go. Oh, you did it. Did that hurt? Was it that no. difficult? Right. Mike, you're
1: on the mark. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead.
9: Yeah. Hi. Um,
5: so I'm a little disappointed today because I uh, I support Bernie Sanders and uh, I thought he was going to do much better. So what I think he needs to do is be much more specific about two things: how he's going to pay for his stuff and the records of his opponent, specifically Biden. One of my main issues um, is is uh, stopping regime change, uh, never-ending wars, and all the money that goes into war. I think that that's, that's wrong. Um, Gabbard brought it up. She's been completely blackballed by everybody. Sanders, it's hard to do that to him. And uh, I still think he has a chance in my mind, but he's going to have to—he's going to have to get nasty with Biden because Biden's got a record that uh, is hard to defend, and uh, he's going to piss off a lot of establishment Democrats. But I say, so what? I've been a Democrat my whole life. I'm 70, you know, and I'm still not pissed off. So, <laughs> all right, have a great day.
2: I think in the future you might want to select another word for urine. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. No problem.
2: Thank you. Right,
1: thank have you. a great day. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right. Bye. So let's take the promised quickie break. But now we've got four open lines on the day after Super Tuesday. So we can continue our discussion if you wish to. 1 800 795 9565. We're doing a post mortem on what happened. Uh, does does uh, Bernie Sanders get all 415 delegates out of California? No, they're apportioned. Okay. So there's a dependent on how many. Remember, he I said got earlier, you have
2: to get, under the Democratic rules, as I understand them, you have to get at least 15 percent of the vote to qualify for delegates. For any of them. And after that, it's based on the final vote total. So he won
1: California. Uh, Did he win anywhere else? Who? Bernie Sanders. He won Vermont, Yes, he won uh, six states. Five or six. Super duper. All right. 1-800-795- 9565.
2: What are we talking about? And of course, we're missing the the biggest victory of all was in American Samoa, where Bloomberg won. (laughs) He gets how many delegates? One delegate, right? Three, I think.
1: (laughs) I may be wrong. Well, I think he won one. The rest must have been apportioned. to elsewhere. He only has one. But, uh, well, that keeps him in the... Maybe that'll let him be on the... uh Debate stage.
2: There's a debate coming up. Well, if not, he could certainly run for governor of American Samoa. He's obviously popular. <laughs> they there. love him down there. <laughs> all right, 1 800 795 9565.
1: Call us immediately. We'll be right back.
3: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you 'll ever have the other guys won 't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth.
1: Welcome back to the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, Joe and I are trying to make sure we don't lose a trivia contest where uh, Where is American Samoa comes up, <laughs> uh, but north of New Zealand and, and west of, way out of the Pacific. or
2: east of, uh, of Australia.
1: Okay, and not really remarkably close to anything covers else.
2: seven islands, and the capital is Pago Pago. Okay. And the governor of Pago Pago will be Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> Pago Pago. Well, uh, one of our email texters says, good morning, the Dow is doing better today because of the election results.
1: Yeah, they like stability. They don't like uncertainty. I'm sure Bernie Sanders represents
2: Anything that looks like Bernie Sanders might go down the tubes is going to excite the stock market.
1: You would think, well, the president said that the, the rise in the stock market was his fault yesterday
2: or Monday, and then the fall, Tuesday, he had nothing to do with that. <laughs> well, I mean, Bernie has come out and said, and he, I think he said it last night, that the establishment doesn't want to see power in the hands of the people, working people. Hmm. And he says he's well, for working people and the middle class. Aren't uh, the middle class working people, too? The, he said he distinguished between working people and the middle class. What's well, the distinction? I think there's probably a lot of overlap I would hope. Uh, One of our emailers says, Good morning, gentlemen. I agree with Joe. A president has to be very sharp, not gaffing. They will make mincemeat out of him. I would just hate to see that happen to Joe Biden, reflecting our choice of a president to the world. But if Joe Biden does win the presidency... Amy or Mayor Pete will take the lead as vice president because they're going to want to hide Joe Biden for at least four years and push the vice president for president for the 2028 election, just my opinion. Hmm. And I think it's fair to say that either Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, were they elected, would be one-term presidents because they would be in their 80s when they ran for re-election. And that's too old, do you think? Well, let's just say that the tendency oh, for you a to, super to develop health sharp. problems... Look,
1: look at my mom. She's 80-something. She's as sharp as can be. But she's not running for president. Well, no, but she, <laughs> this is going to sound strange. Very, very, very high-functioning. Okay. okay. Well, I'm glad your mother is doing <laughs> well, so this, well. and my father is in his 90s. He's 98, and certainly in his 80s, he was All super All this leads sharp. me to
2: believe you'll be doing On the Mark long into your dotage. Well, <laughs> dotage. Good morning, it's On the Mark. That's from the Warren Harding era, But... Uh, I've, 80 is
1: the new 60. I think if you're 80-something, you're a lot of people, if they took good care of themselves and got a little bit of exercise and kept their mind going, I think we can have an
2: 80-year-old president. Either my father or my mother would have made great presidents. I'm not doubting the mental capacity of people who are older. I'm saying physically that you're more likely to have health issues that might preclude you from actively serving in a role as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, then I think it's time to adjust the role so that I would. I say it's it unlikely that people. an eighty-plus-year-old person would be successful in running for the office.
1: One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Joe and I talked about this off mic, but we'll mention it on mic. Uh, that Joe Biden, with his many gaffes, is not going to get the kind of coverage about those gaffes from the mainstream media. Mainstream media that uh, President Trump, Trump does because of all of his uh, many misstatements. I mean, his lies. He doesn't make a lot of mis. You know, but Joe who, he mistakes. said it was
2: his wife. it was his sister. That's a lie, <laughs> okay, there's one, isn't it, or Next is that a lie again? Is that fifty Does that add up to fifteen thousand <laughs> somehow? well, we have nobody's been counting Biden. Let's start counting him okay. now well, yeah, I'm sure fox has got it what's what's your funnel say? I tell you, I've been watching c n n more than Fox I know, but your funnel's still connected to
1: Fox. We admit it uh, Bill, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in Go right ahead. Bill? Hello, Bill, oh, I guess Bill, Bill has departed. departed. Okay, and <laughs> uh, we might be having a little pickle with the phone. We had some good callers that were on the line, and then uh, we're not there. So maybe there's a dilemma there. We got a text coming in, but Joe, there's
2: an email there. Read the email that you can't see it right doesn't. now. Good morning, guys. Just left the gym fighting off the coronavirus with a lot of other healthy people there. As far as Joe Biden, if he does win the presidency, the Dems will hide him for the next four years. You'll never hear a word he has to say. His VP will be sent out to cover whatever she needs to cover. And uh, if he doesn't pick her, Amy, then he'll pick Mayor Pete. Just my opinion. Uh, that's, that's the same. similar. similar. It's the same lady who wrote the okay. same email both times. Concerning Mimi's call, don't think everybody... Oh, wait, I, oh wait, 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 That's wait, 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 off topic. What's the... Text context. We'll all go ahead and right. say let's, what let's it was about. The, let's take this one down here. Good morning. I hate to tell you this, but we no longer have a middle class, rich or poor, sad but true. Thanks, Bob. We don't have a middle class. <laughs> well, there must be someone in the middle. It might just be Bob <laughs> out, out there I think there is definitely a middle class in this country. Right. And that's what built this country, the middle class.
1: Well, on the upper middle class is a far bigger range of oh, people now back. than it used to be. So, all right. Bill, what happened? First of all, you were on the line a moment ago, and then you weren't there. What happened? Are you Gee, there? Bill, uh, you, know what it Bill like? you may be having problems with your phone, Bill. Uh, our phone says it's a weak signal, so we'll see. Okay. Sorry about try, that, Bill. Yeah, try try back, another buddy. line and call back. That. All right. We've got another call coming in.
2: Um, all right. But, oh, let, yeah, let, middle let, class. Yeah. There, there has to be a middle class in this country. Mm-hmm. And I don't think rich or poor defines it. What is poor? Are we going to go by the government's definition of living below the poverty line, or are we going to equate poor with certain commercial goods that are available? I don't think they use the term poor anymore. In this world of euphemisms, we now say they're under-resourced. Well, I think poor is fine. Uh, let's see one of our listeners. Well, would you rather be poor or under-resourced? Anyway, Joe. Just out of, just asking, you're the Democrat. I have How been, do you wish to be referred to? I have to? been both. I've Give me your poor. personal pronouns. I like poor. Poor, okay. He's pretty. I prefer pretty to think simple. of you as under-resourced. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I think of you as under something, too, but I'm, sure I'm not going to say. <laughs> and so we have Dan from New Berlin on the line. Dan, you're on the mark.
9: Hey, good morning. Uh, the reason my call got through, I was cleared by the National Media Agency.
2: No, a uh, National Media Board. <laughs> it's a board. The Board, the board yes. I'm
9: sorry. That's yes, all right. Yep, yeah, I've been cleared. But, Have you uh, been
2: endorsed and cleared by the Bar Association as well?
9: N- not yet. Okay, well, They don't right. care for me.
2: Then we can only let you speak for several <laughs> seconds. Go ahead, though. Yeah, he's a working-class poor.
9: <laughs> yeah no, but, a
2: working, cl- working middle-class
9: Yeah, we're in that working middle class that voted for Trump. We're the Trumpites. But Biden surprised me, I think, about two weeks ago. I even said on this program, I thought he was done. So I was eating crow for breakfast, which I don't really care for. But Biden come back, I think. They have to let him win. He's the only one that stands a chance against Trump at all, because he he's not far so far out in left field that he could win. He's more moderate, so I think he's... Well, no, isn't he very much
2: like Hillary in regards to his opinions and positions?
9: Somewhat. I... I it's because of the dislike of Hillary that she didn't win. She, they just, she just wasn't. Even I, uh, Democratic friends I know that one of the liberal in, they they couldn't hardly vote for. Her. I don't know if they did or not, but they weren't happy with the choice they had. They blamed her for Trump winning the Democrat liberals I know, they blame her on the loss to Trump. So that's the Well, I think the, the problem
1: with electing Hillary was that so many Democrats thought it was a done deal, plus the Bernie debacle had irritated another segment of the population. I don't know what the number is, but it certainly would be millions of Democrats didn't vote at all, because A, they thought she was a shoo-in and that they didn't really need to, and B, they were irritated because they were
2: Bernie supporters. But she won the popular vote. Right, but That, that's that not, flies in the face
1: of your argument. That's just good trivia. That has nothing to do with getting into the White House.
2: I mean, she was very it, popular in the large Democratic strongholds of California and New York City, but well, other than that... She lost
1: Pennsylvania. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and this is where the state where gazillions of Democrats declined to go to the polls. A, they were Bernie so- supporters, and B, they just thought, well, it's not really necessary. She's a shoe, and all these polls say she's a winner.
9: But there, Trump spent $70 million of his own money and one Bloomberg spent I guess around half a billion and couldn't even make much showing so it's uh, Trump that could handle the media much better and he was more cordial speaking he could speak to the people that would go for his message and agenda he reached the middle class and the working people, like you said, Mark, and and uh, he reached some highly educated people. I meet that I'm surprised that they're Trumpers. I meet them different times that shock me. Doctors, lawyers, people highly educated. The media would have you believe. That all of us are a bunch of boomer rubes following Trump. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> but, say that
1: about yourself. Come on now.
9: <laughs> yeah, I don't mind, but I'll have one question before I get off here. What happened, Sammy?
1: Oh, from the, down in your Cumberland
9: old County?
1: Uh, I
2: don't know. Well, he sounded like he was advanced in years, so he may have had health issues or he may have decided to retire from actively calling radio programs.
9: And I also don't hear Bobby from Sunbury that used to work at the radio station as a newsman and engineer. I don't hear well, him anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's around. He's I'm probably not listening at the moment, but he's around. All right, thank uh, you so thank much, guys. Dan. Good
9: talk and Appreciate great the program call. program
3: again.
1: All right. Yep. Thanks for calling 1-800-795-956. 956 we got a caller standing by, email waiting. We'll be right back.
3: When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over one hundred years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way, is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth.
1: Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, Bill has been patiently waiting. We're in the waning moments of the show. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Bill.
10: Yeah, you, I just, just real quickly. I just the, the democratic narrative, you know, they... they, they uh, the corrupt coup, they learned how to manipulate the media years ago, right? And they were running away with it and, and giving this country away. And uh, the computer technology... Has ed- you know, it, 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 the common has educated the public on uh, what they're getting away with. Trump, you know, Trump stands up. You know, the, it's it's laughable what the, the two people that they got running. You got the Sanders who wants 55 percent of your income, and you got a, a a puppet that should be in jail. And if he ever is president, and we win the house and the senate, he'll be in jail. Comey will be in jail. Hillary be in jail. Right, rightly so. They're corrupt, and they're on the verge of getting exposed. And and Biden is their last hope, their last straw before everything caves in and they're all behind bars.
1: Okay, and <laughs> well, you're entitled to true. your opinion. That's for sure. You got your own it, it, facts all lined up. Opinion. You're all set.
10: You Get on the computer and you study the news. It, they're corrupt.
1: Mm, I study the news quite a bit. I haven't seen any of that, yeah, but you, you are entitled to that opinion.
10: One-sided. Biden should be in jail. Where's Hunter? Trump's going to run. Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter? That's, that's his slogan. That's going to be his new slogan. Where's the money? Your money from uh, Ukraine goes to three different countries, or two different countries, comes back to America, and disappears. They're, they're corrupt.
2: <laughs> well, now Hillary okay. has to give a deposition. She's been ordered by the court to yeah, give a deposition. That. Thank you so much,
1: Bill. Thanks, thanks for calling. Yeah, I said we'd know. mention that today. Go ahead and mention that.
2: All right, I'll mention that. I just did mention it. Um, Hillary has been ordered by a federal judge, a federal judge on Monday granted a request from conservative watchdog group. Judicial Judicial Watch to have former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton sit for a sworn deposition to answer questions about her use of a private email server to conduct government business. Clinton has argued that she already answered questions about this and should not have to do so again. But D.C. District Court Judge Royce C. Lamberth who said in his the, who ruling... Who is not a liberal judge, who is a conservative judge. ...said in his ruling that her past responses left much to be desired. As extensive as the existing record is, it does not sufficiently explain Secretary Clinton's state of mind when she decided it would be an acceptable practice to set up and use a private server to conduct State Department business. The judge went on to recognize that while Clinton responded to written questions in a separate case, those responses were either incomplete unhelpful, or cursory at best. Simply put, her responses left many more questions than answers. Lambert said that using written questions at this time will only muddle any understanding of Secretary Clinton's state of mind and fail to capture the full picture, thus delaying the final disposition of this case even further. So, Hillary's going to have to have her feet held to the fire. All right, about time, I say... What say you? Thank you,
1: Joe. Well, yeah, that's fine. You know, you got a conservative judge is finally on her side, so that's all right. Uh, I I think those are valid questions. You know, why do you not use a government server? I'm I think she's out of office. So when so President now.
2: Trump complains about a judge, that's wrong. When a yeah, conservative saying, liberal complains, you know, that's you, okay.
1: This is the impact of having non-objective judges. This is WDKO, okay Sunbury.